1: So, sitting out in the woods. I'm all ready for lunch, got my sandwich out. I'm famous for my love of sandwiches. Glorious scene, about to tuck in, and zzz A fly lands on the bread. Oh, I swat it away, but it comes right back, completely unfazed. It becomes a staring competition over my sandwich, but there's no way I'll ever get that fly. And what's worse is that the fly seems to know that... <laughs> You know, I'm a human being with a complex brain, at least I like to think it's complex, and I'm much smarter than the fly. I should win, but I can't. On today's episode, we're going to answer a question that has taunted humankind since the dawn of picnics. What is it about flies that make them so bloody hard to swat? From KUW in Seattle, I'm Chris Morgan. Welcome to the Wild. There are more than 120,000 species of flies from the order Diptera. That name comes from the Greek meaning two-wing. These include insects like fruit flies, horse flies, blow flies, but the one we usually come into contact with, like over a sandwich in the woods, is Musca domestica, the housefly. The name's deceptive, because you'll find them not only in your house but outside, buzzing around garbage cans, scat, or the carcass of a deer. Needless to say, they're probably the last thing you want landing on your hamburger at a barbecue. Do you understand why it is so hard to swat a fly? You first need to look deep into their eyes. A fly has two large eyes that cover most of their head, and each eye is made up of at least 3,000 individual lenses, called omatidia. With all these simple eyes, a fly can't focus on a single object like we can. Instead, they see the world as kind of a mosaic. This makes them really good at spotting quick-moving objects, like a fly swatter. And their field of view is almost a full 360 degrees. But when it comes to vision, their real superpower is the ability to see contrast.
0: It's hard to say this without using a swear word. I grew up in downtown
1: Baltimore. This is Dr. Michael Dickinson.
0: They are, they are, they are masters of
1: contrast.
0: They, they can see stuff that we, that we can't.
1: Michael is a biologist and neuroscientist at Caltech, and he's a leading expert on flies.
0: Part of the brilliant design of their eye is that it enhances contrast, and and it even does so at, at the expense of resolution. And in terms of detecting something, contrast is really more important.
1: Contrast is the difference between light and dark, and those thousands of individual lenses in the fly's eye, the omatidia, make the darks darker and the brights brighter, and this helps them detect even the slightest threat. Flies also have the fastest visual systems in the world. Their brains can resolve an image ten times faster than humans. To make sense of this, imagine you're riding on a bike and you look straight down at the ground. You'll see just a blur, but that fly sitting on your handlebars, he sees everything. To the fly, the road looks like it's moving in slow motion. The world just appears crisper.
0: The, the way that I like to kind of describe it, maybe a little bit goofier, but I think perhaps a little more uh, easier to understand, is, uh, you know, when we go to a movie theater, you know we're watching images displayed on a screen every 24 times a second. And we perceive that all as like motion, right? We don't, we don't sort of say, oh, there's an image, 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 right? right? Uh, it, it just looks like, it looks like the real world motion to us. If, if you took your pet fly, you know, to a movie theater, you know, your pet fly might say, well, this is nice, but w- why the hell you take me to a slideshow?
1: This probably explains why a fly would be more interested in your buttered popcorn than the movie. As well as an ultra-speedy visual system and these amazing eyes, flies have antennae with extremely sensitive receptors. These receptors can detect changes in air current, like a predator surging towards it. In fact, they'll most likely feel the threat before they see it. Once they sense a threat, they have a decision to make.
0: You know, should I jump? Um, should I freeze? Uh, should I prepare to
1: jump? And that brings us to another weapon in a fly's escape arsenal, an exceptional response time.
0: One thing that is a little bit underappreciated, but but is plays a big role in this, is that flies are small. <laughs> and so um, everything in a small nervous system transmits a lot faster.
1: The distance a warning signal, a nerve impulse, has to travel is very short. Eyes say jump, the legs respond instantaneously. But in that millisecond before taking action, the fly's brain and its 100,000 neurons are taking in all this information. Air current, changes in contrast, direction of movement, there are about half a dozen ways that a fly might respond to a threat. One is to make what's called an uncontrolled takeoff. The fly just jumps into the air without taking the time to adjust its wings. Not pretty but effective, especially when the threat is coming in fast
0: Some of my favorite like fly behaviors you know there's a certain there's a certain case where a fly you know detects something coming towards it and it it sticks its wings up in the air <laughs> you know like like it's right about to pull the trigger <laughs> you know like you know somebody in an old gunfight you know pulling the gun and like the you know the finger is on the trigger and it's shaking but it but it but it but it doesn't quite pull the trigger
1: a fly might decide that the best move is to not move at all to freeze Standing absolutely still is a staple in the animal kingdom when it comes to avoiding the attention of a predator. One predator, the American redstart, a small bird, has a unique way of catching motionless flies. The redstart will expand its tail quickly to spook the insect. The fly startled, jumps into the air, and the bird snaps it up in its beak. Makes me think of that scene from Karate Kid where Mr Miyagi is trying to catch a fly with chopsticks.
0: Hey, wouldn't a fly Swatter be easier. Man who catch fly with chapstick accomplish anything.
1: But when the fly does decide to pull the trigger, he activates the jump muscle, and this is a highly specialized muscle designed to do one thing jump. The jump muscle also starts up the wings, mm-hmm. kinda like pulling the cord on a lawnmower. The wings oscillate at about 200 cycles a second, and the fly zips away, evading that fly swatter. And once they're in the air, flies are extremely aerobatic, zigging and zagging, flitting backwards, forwards. They do that signature move where they sort of flip and land on the ceiling. They attach upside down with tiny hooks and sticky pads on their feet. Michael Dickinson says flies are able to move in such a controlled, I would say aggravating way, because they have something no other insects have.
0: They have a, a, a little tiny structure, a pair of structures called haltiers that are gyroscopes.
1: That's right. They have gyroscopes. Other insects use their eyes to stabilise themselves in the air. But flies have these haltiers.
0: They're able to stabilise... The fly very very quickly faster than the visual system would be capable of stabilizing the flight so that they can can rapidly accelerate away from the the threat
1: Haltiers are located right behind each wing and they they hang down kind of like little tiny drumsticks they swing up and down at the same frequency as the wings but in opposite directions What's amazing is that the haltiers evolved from the flies two hind wings.
0: So they've sort of gotten rid of two, they've sort of said, you know, instead of needing you for aerodynamic purposes, we're going to sacrifice two of our wings and turn them into these specialized um, sensory devices. And, and as a fly snob, I mean, I would say that there are things that flies can do You know, flight manoeuvres, performance that just other insects can't and that's largely driven by the fact that they have these specialised organs that, that, that other insects don't.
1: In fact a fly can make up to six full turns a second, reaching speeds of up to five miles an hour and that might seem slow to us but in a kitchen they can get from the ceiling to that open container of potato salad in the blink of an eye. Flies clearly have the advantage over us mere humans with their visual acuity and lightning-fast response times. So what is the best way to swat them? We put that question to Michael Dickinson, our fly expert.
0: My personal technique (laughs) is that I, I, I try to slowly creep up on them, preferably from the back. You need to try to get your swatter or your hand as close to the fly as possible before you strike I mean other people have different strategies but that's what I that's what I stand by <laughs> not that I like to swat flies by the way so
1: I'm with Michael I'll probably think twice before swatting that next fly to think there are so many amazing things going on in that little buzzing body makes me want to reach for a magnifying glass instead of a fly swatter <laughs> one more fun fact for your next cocktail party that irritating buzzing sound flies make it's in the key of F major if you have a question you'd like us to answer about any species drop us an email at thewild at your question might inspire a future episode and be sure to check us out on instagram at thewildpod you can find me at chrismorganwildlife. wildlife the wild is inspired not just by nature but by people who work in it, love it, protect it. We have more information on our website, thewildpod.org. A very special thank you for their kind financial support to Jill and Scott Walker, Rose Letwin, Ellen Ferguson, Anna Kimball, John Taylor, Mark and Rebecca Wilkins, Bob Yellowlees, and Paul Lister. The Wild is a production of KUOW in Seattle, and me, Chris Morgan, with support from Wildlife Media. Jim Gates produced and edited this episode. Thanks, Jim. Fun stuff. Our production team includes Matt Martin, David Brown, Juan Pablo Chiquiza, April Craig, Kara McDermott, Teo Popescu, Darcy riggins schmidt and Brendan Sweeney. Our theme music is by Michael Parker. I'm your host, Chris Morgan. At SoundSide, we bring you news and conversation rooted in the Pacific Northwest. Hi, I'm Libby Denkman. I think of my job hosting SoundSide as, number one, asking tough questions of powerful people, the questions you KUOW listeners want answered. And two, bringing you a daily slice of the fascinating, confounding, and often goofy side of life in Washington State. Join me for SoundSide at noon and 8 p.m. on KUOW or anytime on the SoundSide podcast.